If you hate anxiety as much as I do, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the I Hate Anxiety podcast and your host, Larry Quicksall. Larry is a mental health therapist who has spent the past 30 years helping people improve the quality of their lives. And today, he wants to help you get rid of the anxiety in your life. So without any further ado, here's Larry. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me for the I Hate Anxiety podcast brought to you by Crossroads Innovative Trainings at citrainings.com. We have another question today from Beth, and Beth asks, how come I can know something can't hurt me, but I feel all scared in my body? I tell myself it's okay, but my body always wins the argument. Well, that's a good question, and frankly, it's something that probably all of us can relate to. We come across a situation where we know it's safe. We know that this can't hurt us. We know that our fears about it, you know, are not reasonable, that they are more extreme. But how come our body is reacting the way it is? How come my heart is racing? How come... You know, I'm starting to sweat. Why do I feel like I've got to get out of here? And, in you know, that's it's a much more complex answer than what I'm going to give today. But why do we have this struggle between, you know, our mind and our body? And really, we have to start at two, uh, with two structures inside the brain. One is called the prefrontal cortex, and the other is the amygdala. Now, the prefrontal cortex, if you want to know where that's at, just stick, take your thumb and stick it in the middle of your forehead. Right behind your thumb, then, that's where your prefrontal cortex is. That's where the higher reasoning and thinking is for humans. The amygdala is deeper down. It's more in the center part of the brain. And the amygdala is, the way I often describe it is, it's a watchdog. Uh, it's always paying attention to what is going on in the environment, just like a watchdog would. And if it sees something that it has learned is dangerous, then it starts barking. And the way that the amygdala barks is it launches what's called the sympathetic nervous system. Now, there's a lot of different ways of dividing the nervous system, and one of the ways is uh, is looking at is called the sympathetic nervous system. It it involves the release of adrenaline and other reactions that allows us to have what we commonly call our fight or flight response. It gives us that ability to, in a life threatening situation, either fight our way out of it or flee our way out of it. So that's that's kind of the you know the the simplistic way of looking at our sympathetic nervous system. It's a really good thing because you know imagine if you didn't have a way of recognizing something as a life-threatening danger. You know, well, <laughs> we wouldn't be around very long. It's a pretty good survival uh, feature built into us. Now, one of the problems that happens is, and this ties into all anxiety disorders, is what if, what if uh, the amygdala launches this fight or flight and it's not really a life-threatening danger? And that's kind of what, you, you know, Beth, what you're talking about here. You are, you are sitting there using your rational mind, your prefrontal cortex, to look at this situation and say, I'm not in danger. This can't hurt me. 
but my body is reacting as if I am in a life-threatening danger. So what's taking place? Basically, you have uh, a bit of an argument going on between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala. You see, the amygdala basically is responding to uh, situations that it has learned through experience. Now, it can be also triggered by the prefrontal cortex, and I'll explain that in a second, but it's able to act independently of our conscious thinking mind or specifically our prefrontal cortex. It's able to function independently. And a real good example is you, you know, let's say, let's take it for example myself. I have not been a fan of snakes over the course of my life. Now, I'm to the place, I don't encounter snakes that often and it doesn't really cause a huge issue for me in my life. And if I'm around snakes that are you know, in somebody's aquarium or they, they have them in a, in a tub or a box and they pull them out and play with them. Yeah, I can hold one of those snakes. It's not something I really want to go out of my way to do, but yeah, I can do that. And I'm not, you know, feeling reactions. But if I'm walking through the woods and all of a sudden I see a snake like a black snake. I'm, I'm here in Illinois. We have a lot of black snakes around farms. Uh, they're good for eating mice. The problem is I react. My heart starts going, you know, 100 beats a minute really fast. Um, and a split second later, I'm sitting there going, it's just a snake. Why am I reacting that way? It's because the amygdala can react independently. So we have this battle that's taking place between the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala at times. Now, let's say it's a situation, this is what I was saying earlier, I'll, I'll come in and explain this. Let's say you've got a situation where you've never seen this as a life-threatening situation. You, the amygdala is not reacting. It's generally a safe situation, but something different is occurring. Let's say you, you're down at a local convenience store. You just bought gas, you're picking up a Kit Kat or a Snickers, now you know what kind of candy bars I like, and you're, you're just waiting in line to, to, to pay for it. And as you're standing there in line, you notice, you know, you know, everything seems fine, except this one person starts acting different from everybody else. They're fidgeting, their eyes are jetting around the room, looking, checking everybody out. They've got their hands fidgeting in their pocket of a coat, and it's really not a day where somebody would wear a coat that heavy. And you're sitting here going, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right. This is like, you know, possibly a holdup is going to happen. Now, your brain is figuring things out. That's your prefrontal cortex. It's trying to make sense out of this situation. There's no gun. Nobody has done anything life-threatening, but your brain is putting two and two together to think maybe something is happening. Now, your amygdala is getting a message and it starts reacting with the sympathetic nervous system. That fight-or-flight response. And uh, to give you the ability to react 
if the situation becomes life-threatening. So this is that's kind of a good way how they should be working together. Um, now, Beth, going back to your question, how come I can know something can't hurt me, but I feel all scared in my body? Well, is this a situation where you've had a fear about this in the past? Have you come across a situation where you learned this fear? If you have, then what's taking place is this battle. The amygdala believes you're in danger. Your prefrontal cortex is telling you that you're not. And the, in, in essence, it's kind of like that, that battle between logic and emotion. You know, you're, you're feeling these sensations and you're getting scared because those sensations in your body typically occur in those circumstances. So the, how, what do you do with something like this? Well, what you're alluding to in your question, um, you know, is, the, is a component of it. I tell myself it's okay, but my body always wins the argument. You tell yourself that you're okay. Really, what you have to do, and, and this is something that I'm planning on, on doing a, uh, a webinar course on uh, to help teach you the, the techniques that I use in therapy sessions for actually developing a plan for people. Um, what you have to do is actually start retraining your amygdala that that situation, that that stimuli, that that trigger that's you know, resulting in this fear reaction, that it actually is safe. You know, some of the common things that I work with people on are, are certain fears of animals. Maybe it's fear of dogs, fear of spiders, uh, uh, you know, fear of flying insects, fear of bees. That was something that I had, and now I'm a beekeeper, and the way, you know, and there was basically the same kind of process that I'm alluding to here is what I use to overcome that that fear of bees. So, you know, if there's if there's a trigger like that, you know, we need to you you may have developed a fear from it because of a situation or maybe you learned that in childhood. I can probably tell you where I got my fear of snakes. My mom has a strong fear of snakes. And whenever we were up around the farm, if there was a snake, mom was running from it. And I learned that as a little kid. And she grew up on a farm, and there were some situations that I won't go into for her sake of privacy, but uh, where she had some pretty scary situations involving snakes. So we can, we can develop a fear from experience. We can also learn that fear from other people by watching them and seeing what their reactions are. So um, whenever I get ready to do uh, one of these webinar trainings on how to uh, retrain your amygdala, how to develop an action plan for overcoming these kind of triggers, I'll be sure and have that. We'll be advertising on the website as well as I'll be talking about it on those the podcast leading up to it. But that's kind of it in a nutshell. Thank you very much, Beth, and I hope that my answer, you know, kind of explained it a little bit, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see you on a webinar uh, if it's something that you really would like to, uh, to work on and learn how to specifically get rid of it. 
This brings us to the end of today's podcast. I hope you found some golden nuggets that you can use to make your life better. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need either counseling or therapy, please seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or go to your local emergency room.